Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I am your host, Lucky, and today we're going over to the Al-Anon subreddit. I have not done the Al-Anon subreddit for a little while, but if any of you guys are new here, you wouldn't know that first off. <laughs> uh, but first off, welcome to you who are new here, and welcome to anybody who has been listening for a long time. If you guys are new here, though, uh, this is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health, try and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new, but I'm by no means a professional. So feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. Um, so a couple things. be honest with you, I'm a little tired. I'm a little worn out from the rest of the day. I basically came home, ate a bunch of pizza, and then did a bunch of podcasts. So, uh, yeah, just trying to get the last one going before I can finally maybe watch some TV and then pass out um, for the night before I have to go to the gym tomorrow. But, you know, it's it's funny. I I actually really like being this busy. There's something about it that really, um, I don't know, there's something about it that really, like, um, it stirs something in me because I feel like I'm one of those people who needs to be constantly busy or else I get depressed really easily. So, um, yeah, I, I've been feeling really, really good so far. So, anyway, if you guys aren't familiar with the Al-Anon subreddit, I mean, first off, we haven't done it for a long time. I think it's been like a month or so which isn't actually that long, but to me, that's like uh, 24 podcasts ago. So um, basically, the Al-Anon subreddit is all about uh, people who are dealing with people who are um, alcoholics. Um, they could be a family member. They could be a significant other. Those are typically the only two that I can think of. I don't think friends usually count in this, but maybe they do sometimes. Um but typically, if you ever hear the word, uh, if you ever hear somebody refer to uh, another person as a Q, it means uh, that's the qualify, that's uh, their qualifier. So uh, the they're describing the addict that qualifies this person uh, to be an Al-Anon. So that's what Qs mean. Anyway, let's go to the first post over here. Letting go. Why is it every time I hear I hear anything like let it go or letting go, I just think of frozen you know i don't know I, I i know this is a really serious subject but i just uh i don't know i it always comes i i the song just came to me anyway i grew up in an alcoholic home went through dozens of failed relationships found Alanon 12 years ago worked the steps and made maintained a pretty good program my father just keeps re-injuring himself after successful surgeries and returns to drug abuse my sister is divorcing her second alcoholic husband and my mother codependently enables them both. I got sober about four years ago, and just over the last few months, uh, months, excuse me, I've been, I've seen the multi-generational cycle of addiction in our family crystal clear, and I don't want to be part of it anymore. I'm done. It's just worn me out. I'm civil. I pray for them and truly want them to find peace in their life, but uh, in their lives. But I can't take, I can't fake it anymore when I interact with them. I need to speak, act, and maintain what is best for me. Thanks for reading. God bless. Yeah, and I think that's a natural, that's pretty much the natural progression of what happens when people are dealing with this stuff. Because the main uh, the main lesson that everybody seems to learn, which um, it seems to be a universal, is that you cannot change somebody. Somebody needs, uh, if somebody needs changing, they need to do it on their own. That's just the, the, the reality of the situation for most people. Um, and it's unfortunate because, you know, when you're looking at somebody through the third person, you can, well, I guess that's how we all see people. 
<laughs> excuse me. So when you're when you're looking at somebody um, through your own eyes, like not through their eyes, you are seeing something different than they're seeing. But I always say this. I, I think even if they could see what you were seeing, like let's say uh, you're dealing with an addict, right? And they could see in your eyes, like you're the memories of, of you know, you remembering them stumbling or embarrassing themselves. It wouldn't matter anyway. Um, they would still have to be the ones that choose to, um, to change. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really a, a shame too, because especially with, with, with generational things like this, because um, I think, you know, me, um, I guess, I guess me and my sister would probably be the best examples of this, but um, for people that don't know each one of my, I, I don't really have like full siblings. I've only, I only have half siblings. So we're all um, related through my mom, but uh, you know, it, it's interesting because like me and my sister both have like uh, her, hers was an alcoholic uh, father. I had my, my dad was, uh, he couldn't really handle alcohol too much, but he was more into cocaine and, and, and uh, like other drugs um, for the most part. Um but it's interesting to see like us now, because now we've uh, inherited. I actually no, I, I'll just say this: I inherited it. Like she, she's kind of one of those people who can go without alcohol. Like she, she doesn't need it at all in her life. And I'm like, like whenever I hear, whenever I hear somebody say that, by the way, it's it fascinates me to no end. Uh, you know, like uh, I, I was out with a friend the other day, and they got like a they they had a drink. I was like, wow, people can do that, huh? Like, I don't know. I just, it just doesn't render with me. Render? I feel like I'm using video editing terms. It just doesn't uh, process with me, right? Like, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how do you, how does somebody think like that? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me, an addict, but, uh, you know, maybe to other people it does. But, you know, when I was talking about me and my sister, it's interesting because we're, we, we're trying to end um, that generational um addiction right because the the problem is is that when we're um you know the, the problem is a lot of times people like to use excuses they like to use the family as an excuse you know it's my father and you know drinking has been in our family for years and you know you know it's out of my control uh no it's absolutely in your control every single time you decide to take a drink it's fully in your control may not feel like it at the time and it may feel really bad if you stop but it's still in your control that that's absolute bs and that's something that um comes to people you know when they decide to take that step but if they don't decide to take that step a lot of times people need to get out of that that um well they need to let go kind of like this person's doing um and i'm listen i i know that um this can be hard, but it could be even harder if you end up becoming a casualty, meaning you end up going back to your addictions uh, because of your family. Uh, it, it always goes back right to the to the universal metal metaphor. I don't want to say universal, but it seems like I use this metaphor a lot, right? And it's just so common to use the metaphor of the the I was about to say gas mask. That's not the right word. The oxygen mask that comes down. Um, can you imagine if they came down with gas mask? People just lit up on a on a airplane. Um, 
uh maybe that's what they should do just so people don't panic but who knows um so oxygen masks um when they come down in the airplane the flight attendants will tell you that you should put yours on first before you help others put theirs on or else you'll both be uh in trouble you need to help yourself before you help others um and sometimes you know if somebody's a lost cause you kind of still have to you still have to try and help yourself because if you just go along with that person right i mean it doesn't do both of you any good if if uh, both of you end up uh losing it right so it's unfortunate you know it's very unfortunate but um i think that uh i think that's a good good i think that's what typically just needs to be done people need to figure out that they they need to figure out their own things right um and sometimes that means leaving someone behind it's unfortunate but it happens a lot in these types of groups anyway uh next post here therapy recommendations can anyone recommend a good therapy for someone who has uh with an alcoholic family member and what expertise should the therapist have uh, somebody actually has a great comment down here uh, it says find someone who specializes in addiction and yes there are those uh, they say i think it's ldcc First of many therapists I've seen that understands and has really helped me. Um, I don't know what LDCC stands for, but um, uh, but yeah, it's. Uh... Oh, by the way, um, I also just want to point out. I know I mentioned. I think it was yesterday. It might have been yesterday. I can't remember if I did do this yesterday, but um, I I'd mentioned earlier in the week at some point about um you know somebody had mentioned like oh yeah why is it that everybody thinks like you have to do the steps even if you're you're already sober right um i still maintain that but i do think that the 12-step program seems to be or alcoholics anonymous uh seems to be a pretty good um it seems to be a pretty good course you know it, it just seems to be like it helps a lot of people but um like I said, it's whatever whatever works for you is really the key to it. Um, and you can only find that out through trying different things. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's a, that's a pretty good a good one. Um, and yeah, you you can you can actually um, if you if you're calling through a like through a, like a hospital or something like that, you can actually um, ask people. Like I, I remember there were certain um, professionals that were that specialized in meditation they were yeah and yes that's that was actually a thing um they some specialize like i had a therapist specialized in social anxiety um there are some i'm trying to remember uh grief 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 uh you know then there's family council uh, you know marriage and family counseling um all that kind of stuff right so you can find specialists for pretty much anything you just have to kind of look and ask around um you know, ask questions, but, um, but yeah, let me, let me look at the LDCC just, you know, just in case if anybody here is listening and they want to, um, wait, did I spell that right? I don't, I don't think I spelled that right. Hold on. Um, therapist. Uh, nope. License. Oh, licensed chemical dependency. Oh, it's LCDC. Okay, hold on. I think it's LCDC. Let's try. Let's try that. Sounds like I'm about to like. <laughs> I'm about. To, I'm trying to look up a, a freaking uh, a, 
uh, freaking rock group. Uh, licensed chemical. Yep, LCDC. It's LCDC. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it is a um, it is an actual thing. And listen, there are plenty of uh, people who who specialize in this type of stuff. So, um, and it's usually it's usually oh, what is it? It's addiction. It's something like codependence. I think is the other one. I think that that that, that they they intertwine. Um, but I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. But anyway, uh, let's go to the next post here. Uh, let's try a different one over here. Anger, love, and addiction is the next post. I have been with my husband for 14 years. His drinking has increased over the years. And now there's seldom a day that goes by where he isn't drunk to varying degrees. He's almost never angry when drunk, nor ever abusive, but it's lonely as hell. And I feel my anger growing with nowhere to go. We've had the conversation a million times about cutting down or quitting, but also that he has no real will to do so. He's highly functioning. I've been pretty straight that I'm tired and for my sanity, I'm going to have to go. But that being said, I haven't yet. Although he's not a bad drunk, quote unquote, it's hard to feel supported uh, or feel that any details will be remembered the next day. Yeah, that's a freaking one. Um, I'm tired of the irresponsibility, the memory of events in the past, funerals or weddings where he's been so drunk it's embarrassing. I know I can't control him. I know I have to make choices for myself, but it's hard because I love him deeply. We connect in many ways, and to me, he's brilliant, and it's hard to let go of what I want so much for him to be healthy, and it's, uh, sorry, I want so much for him to be healthy, and it's hard not to be able to help him to do that. Thanks for reading. Hoping the writing it down helps. Yeah, and listen, a lot of times these things help out a lot um, because it gets it out of your head, and instead of the spirals going around, um, it gets it out into a tangible plane of existence. So to speak, I feel like I just uh, threw, threw that whole uh, thing together right there off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> maybe all the all the all the pizzas starting to get to me. Um, but th- see, the pro I always have a problem when people say a high functioning alcoholic, high functioning this, high functioning that, um, because it reminds me of when people talk about like high functioning autism and stuff. Like I, I think that in in autism that makes a lot more sense. Like high functioning autism, right? Like they, they can do th- certain things. High functioning alcoholic. The problem is you're not looking at what's going on in on the inside of them. Uh, what's going on to their liver? What's going on with this? What's going on with that? Right. And by the way, I've seen some miracle cases where somebody downs like beers like every single day. And for some reason, they're still alive, right? It just, it happens, man. Um, but at the same time, most people that are drinking that amount of, you know, stuff, it's probably going to catch up with them at some point. So whether or not, what do you mean by functioning now? If you're talking about socially functioning, sure, I could see that. But a lot of times when people say functioning, they're not really looking at the inside, literally the inside of these people and what's going on. Um and the problem is that that um, addicting that 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 uh, addiction itch that they keep scratching, it's only getting worse and worse. And so, uh, is that is that functioning as well? Is it functioning that they have to keep going back to the store to get beer? See, when I when people would talk about like high function, like oh, I'm a high functioning pot smoker, or I'm high functioning this, right? I guess that would be that'd be like all right, but uh, the problem is. 
are you really right? Like what, what is this enforcing? Is this enforcing bad habits that are going to, um, uh, you know, go into the, the rest of your life. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I'm kind of picky about that term, but, um, but the, the, the problem in, in this situation is, and it's very unfortunate is that she hasn't left. The thing is, if you stay, if somebody stays in a relationship where they keep saying, Oh, I'm going to leave. Well, after a while, the, the threat becomes empty, right? I've talked about this before. There is a police, uh, policeman that I saw. They're doing like reaction to certain scenes and uh, interrogation scenes, I think. And he was saying like, listen, you, you have to, if you threaten somebody, you have to be able to follow through. You have to like, if you threaten somebody with an arrest, you have to be able to follow through with that or else it's just an empty threat. Right. Um, because you know what if they push what if they push back on you are you just gonna not arrest them like then you look like a well I don't want to say exactly I'm paraphrasing at this point but you know you look you look uh, you look stupid basically right you look stupid um, and now they have something over you so it's um, at least for me when I when I think about this stuff you have to give them a tangible like like this is going to happen like a threat. I don't know if I exactly want to call it that, but there has to be a consequence for there for for this action, right? Even if it's like I'm gonna leave for a week, and you can either sober up, and if I get back and you are, you know, you're trying, then we can make this work. But if you I come back and you are, you know, you have you you just started the day before, anything like that, um, then I'm then I'm absolutely out of here, right? The fact that you you're willing to leave a week shows him would show him that you have some commitment to this so uh, that's the problem is sometimes we don't want to commit to the consequence of of the, the the like the punishment so to speak and so yeah it's it's um i i just think that uh when we're talking especially about alcoholics man the, the thing about alcoholics that we you know we don't understand we don't understand until we're actually sober or until we're actually in this situation is how much we take advantage of people. We take advantage of people a lot. Um, and maybe we don't think of it that way, but I can tell you a lot of times where, you know, you, you just take advantage of somebody because it seems the most, uh, the most appropriate way for you. Oh no, the, mo the, the most accessible, accessible way, excuse me, uh, to reach the drug that you want, uh, the alcohol or anything like that. Right. Um, you know, I, I just think that we we really, you know, when you're dealing with somebody who's an alcoholic, you really have to give them the fear, right? The fear that they're going to lose something, the fear that they're going to lose you, right? And if there is no fear there, well, it's unfortunate, but that pro that, that that relationship probably wasn't uh, stable to begin with if they didn't have any fear of losing losing you. I'm not saying they had to be on like walking on eggshells trying to keep you there, but you know, there should be some fear, especially if you say, oh, I'm going to leave. Right. Um, there should be some 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 uh, resistance. There should, should be some feeling of uh, keep uh, of wanting to keep you there. So anyway, I know we d only did a couple of over here, but I feel like I ranted on a little bit uh, too much. And also I'm full of pizza. So I'm going to take, go take a shower and go to sleep. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. Remember, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the info box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email, email me, excuse me, at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. Also, if you guys would like to go to the Al-Anon subreddit, I will have a link to that in the info box as well. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.